I'm going to push the button. It's a Thursday show. Yay! There we go, Mrs. Ryan. This has been... I feel like he's one of the first people we ever reached out to. Yeah. uh, Expecting it to take a while, but I feel like one of the first people. So I'm going to say this has been maybe a year and a half in the making. I think so. (laughs) It's going to be a good one tonight. Hi. Welcome back, Mrs. Ryan. Welcome back, everybody else at home. Tonight is... If you couldn't tell from my shirt, tonight is Thursday, October 31st, 2019. I forgot I was supposed to be wearing a glove when I did that. I should have said, if you can't tell from my right hand, tonight is Thursday, October 31st, Mrs. Ryan. Uh, it is Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, how you doing? Happy Halloween to you. Happy Halloween. I ha- wear green socks. Halloween was always a very big thing in my life uh, before I met you, but uh, since I met you, it really has not been, and I'm not trying to draw any parallels there. It's just we've never done the haunted houses and all the things. When I was a kid, who wants to... I used to design haunted houses with, yeah. for the for the JCs, which was like Junior Chamber of Commerce, and we did a haunted house every year in an old 250-year-old barn in an you apple orchard. You show me some stuff. And, it's incredible. And we would do a haunted hayride through the whole, what everybody else does. But uh, You yeah. say stuff. What, it's a, what a creative so yet good. Oh, little kid. <laughs> it, by yeah. the way, that all started. I used to do it in the shed in the backyard, and then we got in the paper, and then... <laughs> that's a story for another day. Not what everyone uh, else I do, does, I guys. do want to tell a story. You know what? Hang on. All of that, Mrs. Ryan. It's Halloween. Yay, yay, yay. How about our guest today? Our guest today, it's been a year and a half in the making. Tony Callis from Callis Rensport is here. Finally, finally, finally. Finally, finally. Welcome, buddy. A little bit nervous, but he is not shy of talking, so we are going to have a great conversation in a few minutes. And uh, I know that Mrs. Ryan and I are both very much looking forward to that. Hope you are as well. Yeah, can't wait. Bringing in a little bit here, Mrs. Ryan. Uh, I am wearing this shirt today on purpose, and I have this glove today on purpose, and it's not just for Halloween. I want to tell you a quick story in the hellos, if that's all right. You know what it is. Um, all right. Ten years ago, ten years ago, I was driving across the country with uh, – it uh, doesn't matter with. I wasn't with anybody. I was, But I had left an event with uh, uh, one of my closest friends in the entire world, Catherine DeLorean, daughter of John DeLorean. The car. Yeah, that one. Uh, and uh, we had uh, – Spent some time at a DeLorean event and whatever, and then I was driving across country here to uh, be with Mrs. Ryan. Yes, that's correct. Way back then when we had first met. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> at this DeLorean event, I uh, – we never told this story on the show, right? No. All right. I used to drink, folks, and when I used to drink, <laughs> I drank pretty well. And uh, uh, beyond that, whenever there was an event like a big uh, – like a DeLorean, it was uh, – you know, the, the, whatever the big show is every year, the giant convention every year. Uh, people would buy you drinks, and man, then I would really drink. So uh, the gist of it, this one night I was feeling no pain, and Catherine, just like me, Cat is a big uh, horror fan, and I, for some reason, because I had put some collectibles in the trunk of the car, <laughs> this is one of them, and for whatever reason, I was showing her the uh, uh, the glove. Okay, Now we're uh, outside, and, and none of this really matters until this part. I was folding up a folding chair with the glove on, <laughs> Imagine this. And I speared myself, (laughs) much like Pete Townsend did once on the whammy bar when he was doing the whole. So I speared myself with the the Freddy glove, 
uh, quite good and feeling no pain and thinking, oh, no big deal. It was bleeding all over the place and thinking, no, no big deal. Um, <laughs> go inside the bar, fixed it up and everything. Tony just uh, threw up in the other room. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> well, it gets worse. Should I, I tell the rest of it? Yes. All right. So now I'm driving across. This is That was that night and it oh. wasn't really a big deal. And now it's sore a little bit the next day. But of course it is. I just speared myself with a knife. Uh, um, so I'm driving across country. And that was in, uh, I think, Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm driving to Cat's uh, and her husband's house in uh, uh, in the Dallas Fort Worth area of Texas. They don't live there anymore. Uh, so so uh, so I got to their house and I was staying at their house alone because they were doing something else. I was just using it as instead of a hotel, they let me stay at their house for the night while I'm driving across country. So the next morning, <laughs> Jenny goes to the shower, took the Band-Aid off, of course, before the shower because you know got to make sure we're all clean from the. And it wasn't really a big deal. Uh, while I was in the shower, and this is, gets a little bit gross, so if you get queasy, please mute it or turn away. Um, I noticed a little thread from the Band-Aid, like, sticking out, and I couldn't – my fingernails weren't enough to grab it. <laughs> so instinct was I just went like <laughs> – <to> like, <laughs> blacked out, dropped right to the floor. That was a nerve, folks. <laughs> Blacked out right in in, in uh, Cat Seymour DeLorean's uh, 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 shower. It was a crazy moment. I just remember coming to and texting you the whole bit. I'm like, funny thing just happened. Also, I'm I think I might throw up. And I remember you t- trying to talk me up. Do you need to go someplace? Should you go to the hospital? <laughs> I didn't Happy know you Halloween. at all. Happy Halloween, Freddy Glove, <gasps> and my. Da- oh, and the the gist of it is this uh, belonged to Cat for years and years and years. And one time. Uh, driving across country the other way one time, stopping at her house, I gave her a, a, a Jason mask, right? That's awesome. This is before you could buy them at Toys R Us and everything. This is when they're kind of rare. At, like prop makers had to make them. And she, in return, gave me this shirt. Now, this shirt was something that she used to wear. It was like her study shirt whenever she would, you know, get a cram to get a good grade on a on a test or whatever in college. And it was very close to her, and she parted with it. So I never wear it, but it's always in the closet because it means something to me. That's and, awesome. And uh, today I'm wearing it because it's Halloween. So blah, blah, blah. Sorry for all that, but uh, <laughs> when I saw the glove, I, the whole story came back to me, and the oh. shirt, like, it all just came back. And I was like, I better maybe make that into something. All I'm right, so Mrs. glad Trump. you told it because I get queasy thinking about it often, and I didn't know you then, and I didn't know anyone that watched this, so I had no one to talk to about it, but it was the weirdest thing you've ever told me. Yeah, there's still a very strange scar it's if you foul. want to see it. <laughs> Just ask me anytime. Uh, the feeling, by the way, has totally come back, but there was a time there, and maybe it's a little, maybe there's a little knob in there that's weird, but in general, it was it was kind of gone for a long time, if you recall. Uh-huh. Uh, so, all right, Mrs. Ryan, there are a few things we need to get through before our guest today. Okay. Uh, we go to East Coast Food, TBT, Dave Watch. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, let's uh, very quickly start with some East Coast feeds, shall we? Mm-hmm. Let's check in. Go back east. Check in with Danbury Chive. And I believe we're Brooke and the Casman. Let's check it out. Roll it out. Mr. and Mrs. Ryan, I know you're asking the question, why am I taking an East Coast feed from a bathroom in Manhattan? Ding, well, ding, 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 ding. First, I'm representing. Two, we're at the Cypress Hill concert coming up. But three, look what's on the back wall right behind you, Mr. Ryan. Can you see hey, it? Morning, Can you see that right there? Hey, that's funny. Boom, it's like right out of your house, but here in Manhattan. Love you guys. Yeah, Coming to you part two, Cypress Hill concert soon. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, not too bad. Thanks for thank upping you, our art quota. Man. Yeah. All right, let's see where we are now. Roll it out. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Ryan, East Coast Speed coming to you from Brooklyn. Brooke and I and Megan. Brooke, you want to get a shot here? We're leaving the Jadena concert uh, in Brooklyn. 
at Brooklyn Steel. I had a good time, and it was an amazing show. Yeah, and then there's that. Anyway, we love you guys. Bye. <laughs> oh, that was weird. So that was those were two different events. I guess. I so. thought it was. Oh, shit. <laughs> good night. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. I thought. Uh, oh, that's funny. Look at my hair today. My goodness, my hair's living it well. It's got it. <laughs> Hanging on, hanging on. Uh, uh, whatever. Those were two different events. I didn't realize that. I thought it was the Cypress Hill concert before and after. It seems oh. like that was, he was wearing a different hat. I didn't notice that earlier. Until I can barely time. tell that video was so dark, Cass. Ah, production value. All right, Mrs. Ryan. It's Thursday. What do we do on Thursday? TVTs usually. Boop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Halloween TVT. Let's go back and see where we are. I don't remember when and where this is. It's a while ago, and uh, it's basically a short film. So hang in there. Traffic. There was no thinking, just oh. reacting. Where right. was this, you guys? The five, all five lanes are closed on yeah. Highway 5. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Is it mudslide or But you're going to try and win, right? Yeah, right. Follow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's Klaus, everybody. We just met him. He came in from Vegas for this. So last year, everybody got one, but nobody looked at it. Everybody took a ride on Decker Canyon. Continue to Mulholland. It's basically like two small routes. We're going up. Going south, then going back up. Saturday morning, the professor run. Everyone is about to roll out. Safe drive, professor. Thank you. To you. You get an A for the semester, by the way. Nice.
Okay, okay, now. All right, we got it now. Professor Run, top of Payuma. Pee break. <laughs> Such a good selfie. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure we got it all. Get it. I think so. Sheldon's leaving, so we wanted to get it in. We're here at Lit. Lit. After the professor yeah. run. It was pretty crazy. Hi, Mrs. Ryan. Ah. We love LA. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. What's up, Mrs. Uh. Ryan? What do you think of that? You remember all that? That was forever Professor ago. Run. Yeah, but it was so good. Uh, I made a couple notes during that. Uh, a lot of people we haven't seen in a while. The Durfast guys were there uh, and the Vegas guys from Gowden. Uh, um, um, our friend Derek T was still alive. That was pretty cool to see him there smiling. Yeah. The selfie videos and stuff. Doing what he loved. Hanging out with those guys and tearing it up. That's a fun day with him <laughs> for sure. Uh, and you were really walking. Yeah. That's what I noticed. Things have changed. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Here's what it is. It's all good, but, man. Oh, God, so much love, and thanks to the Professor Run, Mr. The Professor, then The Professor. Every time I together. see that coffee shop, but just think of that one time we went into Chris, and yeah. I get so distracted. Chris Rock, yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Professor Run, we have not made the last few of your things, so I hope there's one coming up soon, because we want to do it. We miss it, and, uh, and, and we miss you. All right. That's it. Mrs. Ryan, what do I have? Uh, I think that's about it. Um, Dave watches. I think the I only do have thing a Dave watch. I have a, uh, a, a. The thing is, Paul Kramer, Paul Kennel from the Auto Kramers sent a. Uh, okay, well, today is the beginning of the Targa Baja, the big Targa Baja, mm -hmm. of course. We Live Machinery, Derek's movie, and the whole bit. So those guys have departed. That was going on this morning. Okay. So he sent a video um, <laughs> way back at 10 a.m. However, it still has not loaded to the iCloud from his side because they're in Mexico. And <laughs> it's all try it's probably just trying really hard. So if this, um, if this comes through before we air tonight, it'll go into the show maybe during the break. Okay. Because it's timely for today. And then <laughs> we'll say at the end of the show, but we're not going to be here again until the PEC. So, <laughs> uh, so this is the only opportunity. Anyway, I wanted to say that. <clears throat> so that may or may not be in there. And you're right, Mrs. Ryan. It is time for the only last thing I have. It's Dave Watch. Dave Watch 2019. Today is Halloween, October 31st. I'm making an X on this calendar, sponsored by Hunziker, by the way, uh, to denote that Mr. David Letterman is not sitting in that chair today. However, however, if you've been paying attention, we have been making progress. This has been going on for... 
one, two, three. So this is the end of three months. Okay. 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 Now we sort of expected this to take a year. So the fact that we've already gotten to, you got to Dave's guy and Dave's guy took it to Dave. That's amazing. So this is in Dave's hands. Maybe we'll see him. Maybe we won't. I have a feeling we will. I don't know when that will be. Yeah. He's doing other stuff now too. That's the other thing. I mean, it's, 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 it, it would have been, ah, whatever. I think it's going to happen. <laughs> Mrs. Ryan, it's time to ask the question that's on everyone's mind, and I'm sorry for taking so long to get to it. What's going on, Mrs. Ryan? Yesterday, there was some concern about the Reagan Library over in Simi Valley with all the fires. And so there was an article, a bunch of articles this morning about how it maintained its land and didn't catch on fire yeah everyone's curious oh not dissimilar to the getty i thought oh i know where you're going okay it's a great story um, Good for you. back in may they uh met with the ventura county fire people the fire department blah blah and uh they brought out a bunch of goats to eat the brush yeah and so they created and good old-fashioned lawnmowers yeah they created their own natural barrier to the fire and it's all safe they they have a concord like they have an uh u.s air force they have air force one the previous one that's the one that carried yeah. kennedy's body really mm-hmm. there's a lot of important stuff there so i'm glad they're looking into it but goats. yeah that was the last one before the one that they fly currently that i believe may or may not get replaced under the current there are designs currently to change it but previously there have been just the two that that and I think there's a couple of each one. There's not only one Air Force One like it seems like. Also, if you want to get technical, Air Force One is just a designation. It has nothing to do with the actual plane. So whatever plane the president is carrying gets that That's designation. It. it could be. Yeah. Or Marine One, I believe, is the, the helicopter uh, version. Well, I hope to go there sometime when it's cooled down in the area. Yeah, same here. Simi Valley. There's, it's, our friends are out there, too, the Montijos. Monte- we sent them messages yesterday. I think they're okay. We yeah. sent messages back. But, uh, oh, God. It's so scary. We've said it on the show yesterday. There's people everywhere. Everywhere. And and new fires are popping up all over the place. So, like, you really don't know. And it's You're not, not safe anywhere. Yeah. And no one that I know is being melodramatic and freaking out. But, like, it's just one of those weird things that is part of your life. Mm. So, get a go. Um, <laughs> I love that, though. So cool. Pretty cool. And it's such an old school solution. In the old yeah. days, that's how you keep your yard or whatever. I, I love that they're going back. <laughs> Um, in the San Joaquin Valley, do you know that place? The Probably. It's in California. But um, anyway, there's a bunch of rep- reptiles there that are dangerous, and they can And the people that um, the veterinarian type people can't get access to them easily. There's fires going on there as well, and they need to evacuate. This has animals. nothing to do with that oh, at okay. all. Um, I moved on, but just in general, they they can't like access these reptiles to find out what they're about and like see oh, what's just going in nature on. just out there in the yeah in the, oh i see okay yeah so like it has been done with other animals over the years um dogs are trained to find their poop oh interesting called scat and it's how they find out like dna and like all the things mm. that are transferred like their hygiene and their eating habits and all that so they're finding out a ton of stuff about reptiles now they didn't used to do this with lizards it was like bears and stuff mm. So it's a new winner. Cool. It looks like everyone's using nature to study stuff and we're, preserve stuff. We're going stuff back to that, yeah. So, Certainly plant-based diets and things like that. They're noticing 
how that can have health improvements and things like that. Yeah, so I, I'm reading a ton about it because I find it fascinating because I'm naive yes. to all of it. So you can learn with me. <laughs> I, there you go. Also, you never know what's going to help you. Sometimes it's like you need more cantaloupe in your life and then all of a sudden you make myelin and, and we don't know what it's going to be. So may as well keep on trying stuff. Never know. Yeah. Um, foie gras is being banned in New York and it will not be sold at supermarkets or in uh, restaurants by 2022. I read that, but I thought that happened 10 years ago. Was that somewhere else? In California <sighs> in uh, 2012, it, okay. it uh, was enacted and then rescinded in 2015 and okay. <laughs> reinstated in 2016 or 17. So it's it's a conversation everywhere, and it was in New York at one point also. I am a little naive on this one, not knowing. I don't really remember exactly what it is. Is it liver of some sort? What exactly is it? Liver of duck or geese. It's fattened, fatty liver. And so the problem is really about like animal protectionists and yes. activists are like to get uh, foie gras, you have to force feed duck Right, right. That's what I was. Okay. Yeah. So it's cruel. It's cruel. It's inhumane, and it's not neat. It's a luxury item they're calling it, so there's no need for it. Um, So, it's it's fine. It's a delicacy, but like it's not that exciting. So, good job, New York, for banning (laughs) that. No need. And then, lastly, um, for everyone that wants to do something and doesn't know what to do, I think the easiest thing that everyone can do to get involved and to be participant participatory uh is vote in what oh just in in, being a better society yeah if you're thinking starting to think about stuff and you don't know what to do and oh you mean like hey i should do my part i don't know what to do but i should do my part to contribute to whatever i be present be active and be uh, learn like if that's all it is whatever uh you porn is going to give you a free premium access if you let them know that you voted november 5th you porn the you porn the porno. <laughs> There's well, that's amazing. Lots of ways to get hey, involved. Incentivize. That's amazing. It doesn't matter how you vote. Just show that you voted, and you can email them. Like they've that's got a, a customer service email. Like that's a riot. That's a riot. We're all trying to get everyone involved somehow. Oh, nice connection. Sure. Hey, and that's it. <laughs> What's going on, Mrs. Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, you're delightful. All right, we've gone way long, but I think it's good because our guest is ready to come in here. I can see him in there. Uh, when we come back right after this, Mr. Tony Callis of Callis Rensport will be in here. We're going to be talking all about Porsche stuff. Looking forward to it. Can't wait. See you in a few more to come right after this. <laughs> you're, t- you're telling a great story about Wes Anderson, well, Wes and Anderson we're going to come right cool. back to it. We're sitting here with Tony Callis, everybody. Welcome, Tony Callis. Hi, I'm thank so you so much. I'm so delighted that you're and finally here. You know what I like is that you don't have an obvious camera. Uh, it's just you guys don't point it in out. the beginning we had the light the red lights were on and 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 it was it would throw people so i, I just turned it off but I, I know Roxanne. what's going on and so um i i hang really on you asked us if we like wes anderson I, absolutely and it's because you do you're a film buff thank you and you were saying that sometimes <laughs> you being, like wes <laughs> well that's, i'm just guiding somebody i'm no, letting I everyone else it. know how our conversation um, was going just a moment ago the other night I pulled up the Prada commercial. Have you watched that? The auto racing Prada commercial in no. Italy. Of course, it looked like it was Spain because of the colors of the flags. But um, <laughs> Wes Anderson has a really unique way of telling a story. And you can tell when you're watching a Wes Anderson film because the way it's filmed, right? Yeah, generally. And, um, you know, whether it be... The cartoony uh, look to it. Yeah, Rushmore. Or, uh, more or less, but it's just the way, yes, the way it's framed and... Mm-hmm. 
uh, and whatnot. I have a limited yeah. amount of space to move over here. So, <laughs> do you feel confined right no, now? No, I'm good. Are you not comfortable? I want no, you. No, I'm actually. I, want you to be I feel like I'm in the cockpit. Should uh, I take head some stuff back and make more room for Indy you? car. Do you feel really tucked in over there? I feel good. Okay. I want you to be most comfortable. That's the, that's my major concern because none of this will be good if you're not comfortable. It's a good temperature. Um, <laughs> I feel good. <laughs> I'm right. a mechanical person. I'm, I'm going to keep all going details, here. Then. All right. Please. Tony Callis is uh, the owner of Callis Rensport, which is a very reputable Porsche shop here Thank in you. Los Angeles, uh, Los Angeles area. Are you actually mm-hmm. in? Is it? Proper? Say, yeah. Is it Torrance? I don't want to say the right, the wrong. It's thing. Torrance. It is Torrance. Okay. It is Torrance, and uh, I know. Facebook, I don't put pretty much where I live in, in El Segundo, and I don't put certain things. But Torrance, and you know, there's a long story to that. To Torrance? Depend, oh, no, to why you're to there. why I'm there in Calis Rensport. Not that everybody wants to hear it, but I think we can get out of the Let's hear it. I don't want to say get out of the car thing a little bit, but it's about the people. And I watched Racing in the Rain last night, oh. which I loved it being about the people and the animals, the dog. And the zebra, and uh, it was a great movie. And I love when they include the human, the human factor in it. Yeah, um, I think Charles and Ray all... Eames were huge on that one. And I had no idea you were an appreciator of mid-century stuff until you arrived here, and then started I pointing at things. Was blown away when I saw your Eames chair, uh, so much. And um, but in the Prince, and you didn't know about the Eames house and all that stuff as well. So, but you're an mm-hmm. appreciator, and, yes. and have always been. Yeah, nine oh one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know. The hang street. on, I was I, w- I was always into the Eames when I was a kid, and then we were Abbott living in Kinney. Venice. <clears throat> we were living in Venice on Broadway, and that's not the one in Santa Monica. There's a tiny little street that connects with Abbott Kinney, mm-hmm. and Abbott Kinney used to be Washington Boulevard oh. before they were renamed and blah 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 blah. Abbott Kinney was the guy, so they just named it after him as a tribute. Nine oh one was the Eames the office, the yes. original Eames office, where all that stuff was thought up and crafted. And to me, it was a couple blocks down the street. Like I could, go, so it wasn't cool. like I just found out it, and it's in Wheeling, Michigan, where Herman Miller is, and the whole thing. And I one day make a pilgrimage, and I could ride a bike or walk if I wanted to. Isn't that neat? And so and very that's, cool. We know nine oh one was the original nine eleven, and there are a lot of people that fought that kind of like the horse people that laughed at the automotive people and things like this and that, you know, I really like to go back. Yeah. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) So noisy. Um, You know what? All of this started because my father was in, uh, in cars and uh, you know, in the end I had to find a way to make my own path and, and I don't want to say prove that I could do it on my own, but it was proved that I could do it on my own because when you grow up around that, I can't imagine what it's like for people that are in film and, you know, they have a famous last name and oh. then they have to try to be different, right? And To make their own without path or whatever. Riding on the coattails of, uh, of their parents or their ancestors. Exactly. Mm. And so what I did was um, I said, okay. I don't know. I was young, four, 14 or something. And uh, working in a bug shop, and eventually, by the time I was uh, 16, I said, okay, I'm going to move to California. And everybody looked at me, a oh, lot of wait, people. where are you from? <laughs> Good point. Thank you. I left that out. Uh, no, I, I, just, well, I, I, I don't know Houston, why I always Austin. assumed here. Houston, Austin area. No, I'm a Texan. Oh, I'm sorry for your loss Thank last you. Night. <laughs> no, everybody, it's the yes dear. Go ahead. No, I don't know whatever. anything about baseball, but I, I saw the paper this morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's not a good one right now. I thought you were just talking about uh, coming from Texas and how no, you're sorry. No, sorry for your loss last night. Yes, the Nationals no. beat the um, Houston you know what, guys? Oilers? Nationals? Nationals. No, all right, whatever. Well, I don't watch... 
family, people in Texas are going to be like, what has happened to him? I don't really watch sports. Uh, honestly, I don't even watch auto racing. It's too difficult for me. But if you really want to know, I know they're going to be like, like when I didn't eat meat for 10 years. And they're like, I, I don't want to sound wrong. Yeah. They're like, he's gay. He's gay. Yeah, sure. You know? And I'm, I'm okay. You what if I was? In the backyard, Let's just I'm go sure. with it. Yes, we did. We had two horses. Uh, the whole thing. My dad had a Porsche shop. Oh. We were... 60 miles outside of Houston, another 10 miles outside of that town. I was busting to get out of there. Your dad's (laughs) shop was in Houston. Well, so you wanted to branch out from that. It started in Austin. Thank you so much because I have ADD and it helps to have somebody like him around. So I'm just trying to follow because I find it very interesting and I want to get it right for everybody. Well, we could go back further. My mother was a war baby in Germany. And I'm not kidding. I mean, she taught me all about the war and what it's like to be free in this country and how mm-hmm. proud we should be. And God I watched damn. her and as I was in the third grade, go through her citizenship. So I relate a little bit different to a lot of people here. First of all, we all belong here. And of course, my grandfather. Or not none of, course, of us but, do. You can't do. Or none of us do. one or the other. Well, yeah. you know what I learned the other day? Okay, thank you. I was reading a book. You know, I like Common Sense by Thomas Paine and about not letting the king get too strong and not letting our government get too strong. But I was listening, and do you know where American Indian actually came from, the term? I didn't know this. It was... I thought it Watch was in the me. 80s. Coming I, thought across- I, that. I thought I remembered that. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. no, 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 because no, there was, it was Indian, uh, and then there was years, American And if I Indian. laugh, I'm not laughing at you. I'm just, I laugh. Do you remember you know? Goodwill Hunting? It was dots, not feathers. Like, that was a joke they made. And not no, even it a joke, was, it was more uh, of an explanatory. Years ago, when... Okay, this is going to sound stupid. The dude was coming over on the boat. He missed America totally, and he ended up in India. He thought oh, he was in America, the, the, and he was, oh, this is America, and it was, no, we're Indians. So then when he came here, it was American Indians. So that's where he, he, he got totally thrown off by his chart and his destination instead of America, and, and the New World ended up over in India. And he thought about? they were... Well, Columbus? Columbus? No, it was somebody else. I think it was the so Columbus was Columbia. Columbus was a Spaniard, and this was an Italian, right? Uh, so, I can't remember the story. He, yeah, I think don't he was call a Spaniard, but he it. got his money from the Italians. Yes, to exactly. Do it, I what, or that, he, no, no, no. He was Italian. That was a whole. He was other, Italian because that's why it's an Italian American uh, celebration thing. And the New king's York. wife, and and I think he I, got the money from Spain. I really shouldn't something. have opened that bag, no. uh, that can of worms. I can't worms, believe we but, went there. Um, <laughs> anyway, when he got here, <laughs> so that's the whole. And that's American how a Indian bill becomes thing. a law. So, <laughs> sorry, I it's I do amazing. that. And you know what? You can't worry about not being an all. I can't know everything. You right? have so much stuff going on in your life at any given time. Well, it that in my head, me that and, you're fragmented. You know what? I. Uh, I haven't told people this, but when I was in the You're first pregnant. grade, yeah, <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> it's difficult. Uh, now, really, <laughs> what it? Um, what I, I was. Grade? My desk was uh, in the first grade, out in oh, the hallway, because I was so fragmented and and oh, whatnot. But just, I was born the in the U.S. Yes, but oh. my first five years were in Germany, so I am all over the map. But I've learned to kind of harness a lot of this energy, and that's where the racing and whatnot. When my mother came over with my father as a GI, he was working in a Ford place and a dealer. And they came in and they said, and this sounds so bizarre, but I heard this straight out of my father's mouth. He goes, <laughs> a guy from Volkswagen came in basically poaching and said, would you like to work off your toolbox, work cleaner, work smarter, make more money? And he's like, sure. yes. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't do Get one of this guy. Here in Kick rocks, Texas. Fella. So... <laughs> 
that's where I'm from, by the way. That <laughs> hick, Texas, uh, that whole that whole mentality. Needless oh, I, to say, I see your point. Fundamentally, I to, and I don't want to say anything about anybody there because that's where I learned my the basic morals and, and everything in my life. But uh, I had to get out, so I was in this small town in Texas of 1,300 people. That's tiny. Uh, yeah, I'm not proud of this, but I quit high school. I had to. I just walked out, and I said, "Okay, I'm going to. I'm <laughs> going to California." Heard, what were you getting out of that high school? Well, really? I mean, it was a. I don't want to say it. But, okay, I'll tell you what I was getting out of it. <laughs> About ten years ago, I called because I was determined to get my high school diploma the right way, not even a GED. I want to get wow. my diploma. I'm sorry, Mr. Callis. There's no way we could put you next to a 16-year-old. That wouldn't be right. I'm like, listen, I don't want to be next to a 16-year-old. I want to go through the study. Just do I the have tests, yeah. Wor- Workbooks and Worlds tests. of experience after that. <laughs> I've gone back. I've gone to college. I have, you name it. I mean, I have a PhD in abortion repair, a doctorate. This is yes, solely and, for and you. And she kept repeating the same thing. And if you ever have talked to anybody, it's like a circular conversation. And you're like, you know what I said to her? I remember why I left. <laughs> And I was like, okay, bye. Going down the checklist. That's this what, is what you say what they, when they say yes, that. exactly. This is what that's you what say she was doing. They, they literally realized, have books with like tabs. Like of, a telemarketer, right? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Give me a second. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and you know what? Flip, flip, You're like, flip, flip. are you still there? <laughs> no, but this is a landline, so you must be there. <laughs> well, you got to realize I grew up in this small town. I was a defensive. I'm not a big guy. I was a de- I'm what, 5'8"? So, like a question. Yeah. And it, um, I uh, played football. This is Ryan. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I played football, and uh, I was a defensive end and tight end. You're not going to believe this. We won state. Eric Dickerson was on our team. You've ever heard of him? He was a, he's a pro football player. He played for the Rams. He played, well, that's why we won LA? state. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They're not right African now. Rams. Yeah, no, no, they were somewhere else for a long time. Middle Eastern they're, they're back to LA. Rams. Uh Yes. St. Louis. Weren't they the St. Louis Eric Dickerson's famous. And so I was in first string. We had Roy Firestone here yesterday. I don't know anything about sports. Is this the the one, the vineyard? Oh, my God. See, you're perfect. Okay, please continue. You don't know him either. Great. So um, I I said to everybody, I'm leaving. I'm going to go to California. And nobody believed me. Did I totally miss something? I must have. You're so awesome. You are so So, awesome. uh, I'm watching you handle me, and it's brilliant. (laughs) It's brilliant. (laughs) So basically, I said, I'm leaving. And and a lot of my friends, I didn't even know it at the time. They were all like, he's coming back. He's not going to make it. So people don't leave a small town. They're captive. They're prisoners of a small town. (laughs) What? You're from a... You, Not as what? small as you, but the town you mean? Yeah, <laughs> you're the town. It's a small, it's a town of small people. We're not all and, five uh, Thank you. Uh, and they so didn't believe I you got go. in my, I rebuilt the engine in my convertible Beetle. I duct taped the top because there was no top on it. Duct taped it closed. Oh I rented a U-Haul. I put my toolbox in the U-Haul. I had Porsche, VW, BMW, and Audi factory training. And oh. I just said, I'm moving to California. And the only request of my German mother was, don't move to Los Angeles because you will get shot. And I'm like, okay. Because I didn't care. What it was like was Los this? Angeles, San Diego, 84. 84. So, Los Angeles, San Diego. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop that year. This was a nice place to be, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> you know what time, I mean? From yeah, what the movies were telling the me about you Los could Angeles think of, right? at the time. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. So uh, San Antonio, San Diego, L.A., I'm like, and honestly, I didn't care. I just wanted to get, so I figured, you know what, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going to take the 10. This, this was my goal. This was the only plan I had. And I'm going to get on the 8 because that's where I have to go, San Diego now. 
And I didn't, I've never been to San Diego. I didn't know anybody there. And I'm like, okay, when I hit the water, I'm there. That's, I swear yeah. to God, that was that's my right. that was my my goal. And so You're it, using that's that, my that ex- plan. It that, was a one sentence plan, it's right? The explorer plan. I'm going to hey, go until I hit the land. Oh, until and the water. It was a tough story. I mean, the car was fine until in the middle of the desert. Swear to God, might have been Desoto. We were thinking of before might Minnesota. Might have been Desoto. This explorer we were thinking of before. No. All right. No, but I'll, it'll come to me. I okay. hope probably in a year or so. <laughs> Sorry, so, uh, so seriously, the car died in the middle of the desert, pitch black. There weren't towns like there are now pretty much spanning the whole thing. You know, they're connecting the dots. And I, I was crying. It was pitch black outside. I'm alone. And I'm like, I'm going to get eaten by something out here. <laughs> they were right. I'm not going to make it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm an Amelia Earhart. And uh, basically, the <laughs> oh car will be gone. Totally. Oh, Coyotes God. will have my bones. And uh, basically, and, and then so it started. I was praying and, and it started. And I can see the lights of the mountains coming up. And the very first song I heard was uh, Sade's... Uh, Strange operator, no, smooth smooth operator. Wow. No, it's Halloween. So (laughs) strange strange operator. operator. But I heard the song thinking, that's California music. Because I didn't know. I was into non-commercial radio in Houston. Rice Radio. I don't know if you know Rice University. I was totally anti-institutional. You know, I was totally not with anything mainstream. That's as a 15-year-old, 16-year-old, who would be that? That's me. Sure. And uh, because all I did was I... I spent years in my in my room. I didn't. I didn't. I was painfully shy. I would this no ever. I wouldn't mm-hmm. even walk across the street at a at a street light where the people were sitting there looking at you in their oh, cars. Man. I wouldn't do that. And uh, and I forced myself. Stage. My to, goodness, I can't wait to figure out why stop. why you have all that. So basically, <laughs> I went over the mountains and into San Diego, <laughs> and I said it was Ocean Beach, which isn't a terribly lavish town <laughs> by any means, and I. Uh, by any stretch of the I beach. don't know it. It sounds nice. And I, it's, it's a beach town. Okay. It's totally beach. And I was a surfer in, in Texas. That's why I was going to California. Streets of gold, beautiful oh, girls, cars, all of that. So uh, I drove till the water because that was the goal. I, I'm, I'm totally freaky because I have to do – I have to. that's why I freaked out about coming here because I didn't get the email. I'm like, what am I going to do? And last night I was freaking out. And I sent you like, what, 14 messages on Facebook <laughs> Messenger? I'm like – and you ever do that? You ever watch Singles, the movie? And he keeps calling the girl and he's like hanging up. You ever watch that? And he left her like so many messages. Swingers. Swingers. Yes. Swingers. Swingers for sure. And uh, great movie. And that was me last night, right? And you must have thought I was crazy but because every few every 30 seconds I'd send another message. I'm okay. No, I would I'm have wait. answered gonna... if I was awake. I just I, – I was asleep at like Is that a cool word? Awake? Like – Sure. It doesn't always mean that for people. No. Their eyes are open. So I got to the end of the road where uh, Sunset Cliffs is, and I'm like, okay, I can't live here. So I went back to Ocean Beach. I'm like, this is where I'm going to live. And I went back a few miles to Hotel Circle. I lived in a hotel for three nights. I mean, I was a kid. And uh, you don't have any fear as a kid, right? No. And um, I found a job at a bug shop in El Cajon, and I worked there. And, okay, so one day – This is all over a period of a few months, so we're not talking much time. I came up to L.A. to visit a friend of my father's named Adrian Gang. His shop was called Edelweiss, like the 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 Austrian flower. Like the Edelweiss? Yes. The song. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm like, yes. Yes. Originating with the flower. 
in the, the Austrian Alps, uh, way up. My and life knowledge <laughs> comes from film. <laughs> TV We're gaining film. knowledge now. And it's so, a flower uh, first. Ever <laughs> fighting. <laughs> and uh, I know that from Sound of Music. So That's me too. Yeah. Don't we all? Yeah. Okay. Good. Then I'm. Well, fine. I mean, not everybody, but uh, in America, in the U.S. <laughs> yeah. So basically, I uh, I drove up in in my bug, and I got to tell you, the first time I came up to Adrian's place, and this is quite ironic, and and coincidental, ironic, and kind of, I always try to figure out the difference in those two. But I'm coming through the parking lot with her speed bumps, and my floor fell out of the bug. So I'm like, I'm driving the bug, and I can barely see over, and I'm pulling up to Adrian's (laughs) shop, and he's laughing, and uh, believe it or not, that's where my shop is now. I worked for Adrian for eight years. I got to go back a little bit and tell you a story. Well, but hang on. But th- just wrapping that up, that's where that's why you're in Torrance. You're in that's the what same I was trying to get location. At. That's what I was trying that's to get amazing. at. That's amazing. I'm in Torrance because I didn't pick Torrance. So when you came out here in 84 and you got that job imme- imme- pretty quickly? Immediately. Immediately. And, you've, and Adrian, so you've only worked, worked Adrian, one place in I mean, California. <laughs> no. It go, that go, oh, there was a I, gap. Sure. I'm a, I'm a, I have to explore and get out with jobs. And uh, so basically, just like school, I get it. You get, I had you get to bored leave. Easily? Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah, I get it. I do totally get it. Yeah, um, strange word too, right? Bored. How the American language, the U.S. Uh, I don't know. So I always <laughs> think about everything that goes on. You know, the texture of your desk here. Yeah. The temperature. Your place is amazing. It's I didn't okay. expect to look left and see a studio when I walked into your house. This is neat. O- otherwise, your... we would come to you. <laughs> <laughs> if we didn't have this, we would have come to you sooner. Okay, I, gotcha. seriously. So fifth grade, back up a little bit. Austin, Texas. Father has Just a Porsche a shop. Bit. Fifth grade. Just a little. 1970, he opened up a Porsche shop there called Target Porsche Workshop. Oh, yeah. You're right. So I got thrown off a little bit. He was working for Volkswagen. He ended up being an amazing person there because he was a district service rep. Now you got to realize Volkswagen isn't just Volkswagen. It's VOA Volkswagen of America who brought the Porsches over and imported the Porsches. Yes. Later. Volkswagen of America still for many years. And he worked, uh, then we lived in Sandy, uh, San Antonio, but what the deal was, he was a district service rep. My father would travel around and help dealerships repair cars. Repair Porsches. So, because of his expertise? Yes. Okay. So I have these cross pens from when my father worked there with the Porsche crests on them. And, cool. and when I was in the fifth grade, I was working in my closet. I had this shop set up in there, and I would build models and charge kids in school to build models. At that time, and this is kind of important, I made a goal to open my own business by the time I was 30. I looked at where my father was, because you don't know what age is. I don't know when, you know. What's a timeline? What's a timestamp? I wouldn't have any clue, especially me. Especially as a um, kid, though. You've got all the time in the world. You can make anything happen whenever. What are you, 12? I have no idea how old you are. close. 10? 10. 10. Yeah, no, not 12. And uh, I made a goal to own my own business by the time I was 30. So when I came out here and, and when I'm working for Adrian, I told him that. And he's like, sure, you know, because it's years down the road. Yeah. Well, when it came within a year, it got it got weird. And uh, Between you two? Mm-hmm. So he was still we, – we're good friends. Because and, you um, had your goals and now he's getting close to I had my goodbye. goals and, yeah, and yeah. nobody ever expects that. And now Adrian – well, we, we moved to another location, and then when I opened, I opened up where we used to be. But Adrian doesn't really work for the public any longer with his Porsche shop. He takes care of one particular guy's cars 
comedian um js maybe and uh and so i didn't know any of that story i mean this is you know we're so relatively speaking we're so new in the porsche community that there's so much stuff that i still i would never have known i'm not did i that we that we that there's so much knowledge that that you all have that we that we're still collecting i love that about people and being fully transparent and um and so that's what i do now i mean over the last 15 years, I've decided to be fully transparent and talk about how I quit high school. And, mm-hmm. and hey, look, judge me if you may, but you know what? But I'm I, square. Uh, but I it am. Is what it is. This yeah. is where I, this is who I am. Yep. And about the universe. 10 years ago, I, and you may think this is the easiest thing in the world. It's very, very difficult. I'm, I looked at myself and I made a pact to never lie about anything. And I'm not saying I don't, it, mistakes happen. And my mother, because my mother being the war baby that she was, she, she learned to be happy in life. And she goes, oh, that's just a white lie, Anthony. And so I was named after Anthony Quinn. She thought he was Greek. You're kidding me. Complete he mistake. was Greek. No. He always played a Greek. He always played a Greek. He always played a Greek. That's why she thought I was, my dad's Greek. And she's like, he was you're named Greek. after I love Anthony. that actor. Should have heard the day she found out he wasn't Greek. It just blew <gasps> her mind. You blew my mind. I'm so, with your mother. Uh, <laughs> Anna Marie. So, she, <gasps> so um, what about Aiden Quinn? Same she thing. She taught me all kinds of things. Let me tell you, seven, seven years old, I go to her, Mom, why is there one God if there's so many religions? She, she cuts straight uh, always. She goes, Anthony, that's because religion's man-made to suit their own needs. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, uh, at, at some same period, I asked her all her questions every day. I said, should I be a policeman or a fireman? Because that was the thing, right? Uh, and going goes, into a service to be in the service? Yes. Service no, well, to service people, yeah. yes. And uh, she goes, Anthony, do what you love and then the money will follow. So I just followed cars, followed uh-huh. Porsches. Obviously, my dad did. Now, I'm coming full circle to tell you why I had to get out here, too, to um, – because I didn't, I wanted to prove to everybody and myself, everybody that knew me and that knew my father, because he's fairly well known or was in Texas. And he started a shop in 74. We moved to another part of Austin called it Rensport, Rensport Porsche Works. Nobody knew what that was back then. <laughs> a lot of people don't know what that is now. Rensport. What is this? Oh, it's track and field. Run to run. You know, and they're like, and then it's racing and they're, they're totally confused. Every time I tell somebody, they're like, huh? <laughs> and, um, that's why I had to move out here to sh- prove totally a clean slate that I could do this without my father's help. My father's shop's still there in Sealy. He passed away, and um, his ex-wife's running it, and they do their own thing. It's a really sensitive story, but it's still all in business and all my father's tools. And, oh, and I'm neat. not talking uh, – it's funny you say that's neat because my to, father to was that's... a clean freak. Oh. I know. He was a total freak. Have you ever watched, uh, like, I went to 25 years of therapy to deal with that. I pulled my first engine out of a Porsche when I was a young kid, and he comes and gets me. He wasn't home. I tried to please him. And he comes and gets me out of bed at 1 a.m., and he goes, good job, but go out and clean the oil off the floor. And when I mean oil, I'm talking two drips of oil, the dirt, and put the tools away. And that's how he left it. Well, but to me, that's when the job would be done. <laughs> is it getting? <laughs> is it getting too sensitive? To no, no. My things? point is, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with your. It seems like I align much more with your parents. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it fun? No, no, no. I, I love, oh, yes, on this side. I love that you're the sum of of all of this of good stuff that I align. Lots with. of unique stuff. 
Well, um, stuff that I align with that I wouldn't have when I was younger, but now what I consider, oh, the adult who has not life figured out, but more so than I did when I was young. I, I find these tidbits in people's stories, and I'm like, oh, that's what I believe now, or oh, that's how I am now. And We are the same. We can't judge our parents. And that brings me back to what I was saying about not lying. It's so easy when you're late somewhere and go, hey, the traffic sucked, or because it could hurt somebody's feelings if you tell them the truth. And, you know, in the end, it's better to just... This is very difficult, especially owning a shop, an auto shop, when you could easily say, we're waiting on a part, and they're, and you're so behind, and you've had their car forever, and I've done it, <clears throat> because you don't want to lose a customer, uh, excuse me, and uh, you want to make sure that you do what you can to make sure they're okay, but you know what, in the end, it's not worth it. So I'm trying to live a clean life, and now uh, that's been going on for about 10 years. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I never want to go there. <laughs> Three, two, two years ago, I decided that I don't want to judge anybody. And you may say, oh, that's easy. He must be a real it's dick. So you difficult. know what? It's not easy. It's a struggle. Because it's so easy to look at somebody walking out of a house down on the Esplanade by the beach and go, oh, maybe they're not happy. Or somebody that's out there riding that bike that's... 300 pounds, you need to realize that they're out there and that everybody has their plight and we all have struggles and we're no different. No matter what you think, we're no different. And then it's so from easy to other. look at somebody like a friend of mine. What's that? From each other. We're no different from each we're other. We're no different from each other. Yes, I agree. A friend of mine came to me and he goes, Tony, I have prostate cancer. And I was like, I think I've told you the story at the Malibu market. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what to say. And words that don't mean anything, but I'm convinced as humans, we have no idea what it's like to go through something unless we've been through it. And people have argued with me about this, but like I, I've broken bones. So if I have, I see somebody with a cast or has been through this, I, uh, I know what they feel like. Yes. But otherwise, when you tell me what you're going through, I have no clue. And it's so like employees get sick and somebody has a cold. Well, I know what that feels like, but I still hard, it's hard to look at them and go, well, they seem OK. And uh, so sorry to kind of lump everything up into one big conversation. This is but fantastic. to finish off what I was saying, I was visiting Adrian up at his shop that weekend. My seat fell out of my car <laughs> and I'm driving up, dragging the ground. And it's a little four bay shop. Uh Nobody knew Adrian. His father was Martin Gang, a famous entertainment lawyer. James Garner would come by on the weekends. Adrian grew up racing on Mulholland and in an NSU. And oh, NSU. And then uh, 9-11, 67 9-11. And then he moved into IMSA racing. And uh, so this is where I wanted to be, a true Porsche shop. So I, I left this out. But working in a bug shop in Sealy, the small town, where we worked on Chevrolets and MGs and Toyotas, that's where I learned... I didn't learn from my father. My father had so little patience that he would try to explain something for three minutes and they would blow up and just go on, go do this. <clears throat> Everybody thought, thought that I learned from my father. I didn't really learn. I was around the Porsches for many years, but it was at that bug shop when I moved there when I was 14 that I learned from Don and Harold Carr everything I needed to learn wow. about screwing bolts in and tightening things and how, what wrenches and tools to use to make sure you don't over tighten things. And, uh, Fundamentals then, and technique. That's what it is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're not born with this, but there's certain there's a certain thing and I don't <laughs> I don't talk about this because it's really unusual. <laughs> there are things I didn't go to auto mechanics in school. There are things I just I don't know, just downloaded? 
it was just there. Somebody handed me an AC gauge set but when it, I was it 12. Just, and universal knowledge was downloaded to you, and you go, oh, somehow, I, can, I know it. You know what it reminds me of is when a famous singer says, the words just came to me. And it's like it's funneled through some track from somewhere. You're open to it, though. That's an artist mentality. That's more of a creative mentality. Oh, that's mentality. My mother had weird... Your mother... All kinds your of mother, things. Your mother... Yeah, I got to talk was about so her. In tu- I can tell you already. Your mother was so in tune, I'm guessing probably from her life experience, having well, gone through the war in Germany. Yeah, uh, right. She, maybe and she was an old soul before that. out bombs out of the house. Just and... being alive and aw- you were talking about being aware and around your father. You didn't really learn from... Like, you can't not take in that type yeah, of trauma when you're yes you can't, exactly. you can't avoid something. it you can't avoid it and she's like anthony we're so proud to be here i was in third grade and she's like we're free and this country and she taught me all about the flag and everything she had to that learn grateful mentality isn't that what i just talked about this to somebody two days ago if you come from an attitude of gratitude it's everything oh it was uh the collier museum i was talking to those guys they want me to come and speak there uh and sandy nice plug Oh no, that was good. Sorry, that was good. very natural. It was good, <laughs> and uh, they're great. Call people. people. They want me to come and speak there, and you're going to do that. We were going to plug Eventually, that. Eventually, uh, we'll, go I'll, ahead. I'll go ahead. To get to that five years or so. What do great. You <laughs> I don't know when I can. When I can prep myself. I'm sorry it's taken so long to come here. This is not easy <laughs> to sit down and be fully transparent. So I can't imagine you being any one place for this long. Quite frankly. Because, you know, the, between the hour and the, like, being here, you're here for an hour and a half. And I just, anytime I've ever seen you, I've never seen you in one place for that long. Let I us know if you've got to get up and regain, burn off some energy. I, I try to re-go, regain some of my soul. So now I'm in the shop working Monday through Thursday. And then Fridays I leave. I joined, I don't mean to plug anything, but Please. I joined something called the Motoring Club. Have you heard of them? Love. They're love, fantastic. Yeah, there's stickers right there. They're great and guys. Michael, Michael is one of the greatest guys. We, we met him on a whim one day Ooh, at a car show. And we support them fully, fully, you know what? fully, fully. It's a fully. neat place. And I snickered and they do at neat the things. whole thing early on before I even went. They do. do you, you know why I joined? I kept thinking, oh, I don't want to be around people. I really am kind of a loner and I do my own thing. Even though I speak to a lot of people and I speak in front of crowds of one to 200 people and all of that, that's a Tony that's different than this Tony and then the, the Tony that – that hears voices. No, <laughs> no, but I uh, I went there because I write for Triple Zero magazine. You know Triple Zero. Of course, Pete's Pete been What here, an amazing of person! Oh, Incredible. he has. Yeah, sure. He's and a Rebecca, guy. not her, and, but just him. Uh, His wife, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And um and all those guys, Alex and uh, you name it. But I write for them, and and they had a a Triple Zero event at the Motoring Club, and I'm like, I'm gonna go. I I don't want to say I fell in love with it, but I was there going. This is where I can go. And, and people are like, why don't you work at home? I, no, I no, want to no. get away from home. I want to get away from the shop and sit there and just do my own thing. And I, I don't you know, we have to talk to anybody. They've created the coffee shop vibe yes. for our people. That's what like, I was telling people. For, for writers, it's like the Starbucks, Starbucks for, the car for students, it's coffee so, bean, whatever. So I'm, not, I'm not the originator of that. Okay. So <laughs> no. uh, that's what they did. And a, it, they've done a great thing. And I'm so happy for how well that uh, they, they applied it all. You know what I mean? And it's not too fancy. That's kind of what I mean. It's it's it, to me. It's just perfect. You smell fuel when and you Michael go in Peretti, sometimes. Uh, or such credit to you, sir. They, I, I'm with you on the with those guys, and one of them's a racer, right? And I, I don't know him, but yes, I think one of the partners is a racer. Oh, so that makes sense. So you joined the motoring so club. So that's goal. what you're doing on Fridays now. Yes, uh, that's what I. Well, 
Maybe. Do you ever take a drive? Do you ever take a drive? I forgot that this is a public. I feel like I'm talking to you. You guys are awesome. And then now I realize all of a sudden there might be a camera. I take a drive. I have a 69 911 that I take out. It's got 45,000 miles. And that cleanses my soul, too. Um, As you know, the feeling. And the one thing that drives me crazy is the parking brake light comes on every once in a while. And then it's a four speed. Ah. I can fix that. But I, you know what, guys? I know nothing about stocks. So I collect cars. That's all I know what to do. And and I've been fortunate there. I don't have much to show. Um, Went through a pretty nasty divorce about. Hang on. I was trying to get you to Breakfast Club. That's why I was asking about Fridays. (laughs) If you ever take a drive, you should come up sometime. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It's all the way up at Newcomb's Ranch. Up at Newcomb's Ranch, up on the two. I'd love to do that. Yeah, we do it every Friday. Oh, wait. Dave Heenan, one of my good customer friends, is there there. every week. Yeah. Love that. I like those guys. Dave and Betty. Aren't they neat? Because they're real. You need it. You know what? I I won Lamar in 01. I came back. And uh, one mechanic of the Congra- year. Congratulations! Yeah, that's that's, huge. A, that's a serious deal. You know what? There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, luck involved, but then there's arguments about that. So I basically, don't care. it's an accolade regardless. There's no you. asterisk asterisk for me. <laughs> hey, you said it. Um, <gasps> Jerks. It's not a lot of people that know how to say it. So basically, me or I got there. I got there. <laughs> No, 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 no. I didn't mean it that way. So I'm walking through Houston's, and one of my customers used to be, I won't mention any names, he was the manager for uh, Clean Eastwood. And this was just job titles. 2001. <laughs> <laughs> and he saw me, and I was worn out, right? I had just flown back from Europe, and he goes, Tony, how are you? Oh, I used right to work off on the a Porsche right for him. Okay. And I was like, I'm, I'm okay. And I uh, just came back from Le Mans, and I won Le Mans. And it's a saying that drives me crazy. He goes, Good for you. I was like, happy. Because it's, it's a saying in the city, right? In L.A., it's like, good for you. Well, it's, And it's, some people mean it well. Diane, my girlfriend, she's like, they don't all mean it that way. It's translated for another GFY a lot of times. It's a very polite way to say. Right. No, and, Go and take so off. I, I, I'm, into my, I'm in my head too much. So then I, I, I overthink this stuff. Right? I can see that even talking so, to you, that you are constantly analyzing yourself. Everything. You don't have to do that here. Okay. Problem. I don't know how I would be if I didn't. So the problem is, you know, you see people that seem so poised and, and so together. And I really feel I know myself better than most, especially after, like I said, 25 years of therapy, man. You learn so much stuff. And um, I try to utilize all of that information. But this is who I am. There's no hidden Tony. And people, I said this to somebody the other day, a good friend of mine, I said to her, I said, you know, people have ulterior motives and they have all these uh, these things that they want from you when they're talking to you and they watch what they say. There's no filter. <laughs> There's no filter here. And it doesn't work well with women. <laughs> you know, like in my marriage, the one saying was, I don't care. I don't care. You know, like trying to be easy. Yeah. Don't ever say that. I know. <laughs> we think we're helping. This is, yeah, that's, this is a rookie mistake in marriage. Something. This is a rookie mistake in relationships. We think we're helping. Yeah, by we really saying, do. I yes, I'm care. open to anything. Whatever you want, honey. Yeah, right. Wait, it you goes don't both care. ways. They do the same thing, and, and neither one really wants it. But you have to grow comfortable with one another. This is what we found anyway for us was we had to grow comfortable with one another to a place where you can just be yourself. And Isn't some people the in the beginning of relationships, is? they're pretending to be someone else for the betterment of the relationship, usually. Oh, I hope I want That's them to false like advertising. me. It is. I call, it's a I version of lying. My therapist. But yep. I didn't feel that way when I used to do it. I didn't ever look well, at it. Well, we've all done it. Because we all it. try to be the person that we think they want us to be, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's when you're making out in the, well, you want as people a 15-year-old like, in the car. You want people to have a good uh, 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 idea of who you are. Well, because you don't. 
have a belief in yourself yet. That's where I'm finally at, where I don't care. I mean, I, huge. I care. Here we go again. I care, but what I'm sharing with you guys is just who I am. And it's not about being... Um, like, I don't want to just sit here to hear myself talk. I'm, I'm talking to just try to, I, I want to help somebody. I just want to help other people out there now. And I learned it from a good friend of mine, Nick Cerullo, who used to work at Bentley Publishers. I went and spoke there in Cambridge, too. And um, he said, Tony, lift your skirt. Be fully transparent. Show them what you're made out of. And do you know where that came from? That came from teaching and saying, oh, my God, I'm going to give up everything I've learned. I'm going to tell everybody everything I've learned. Mm. But it's turned out, I swear to God, to be... It, it's a full circle. It comes back. The universe will bring it back to you. But it feels counterproductive. It does. I have amassed this knowledge. This is now my value. How can I then give it away? That's exactly what you're supposed to do. That's, That's how the whole thing it's keeps love. working. It's the same as love. I don't want to sound I think there's, a, there's been a lot of maybe call it decades where that wasn't necessarily the driving force in people in the world, maybe in our country, I'll say. And I feel right. that with things that are going on lately, people are starting to look at it, and I feel like maybe starting to go back that way. And now I feel I like— I hope you're right, because there's got to be an end—I don't want to bring this up, but to the war and to everything that—because we know, all of us know, it doesn't lead to anything, especially when it's about religion, which is something that's just a belief system for most people. Okay, I'm going to back out of that, and I want to tell you, I was in Toronto last weekend, and I spoke—I teach Porsche mechanics. Okay, let's see. In 07, I quit racing— pretty much trickled out in 09 but in 07 I quit racing and it was just so tough because my father raced and that's I did that and then I went away from it and then can I can I go into this is that Yeah cool? yeah yeah and, and then, then we'll get to the books. <clears throat> please. You know what I'm and saying? And then 87 and go 88 right I worked in I went back into race cars before I moved to California I worked in American Indy series as a mechanic and on the Craco Indy car and I worked um, on tra- in the Trans Am series, and then I left and I moved to California and opened my business. The reason why I work on BMW is I didn't think I was going to be busy enough on Porsches. Wow! And so that's Can why you... we take them. <laughs> that's amazing. We, I didn't know. I didn't know who's going to come. Of course, it's the ball field thing, you know. Yes. And that th- they showed up, and and I think they see um, when somebody's transparent and real and trying to do their best. Hey, we make our share of mistakes, man. You know, the other day, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I wear a apron, and um, the freaking fan just sucked it in. Thank <gasps> God it didn't suck it in. It just, you know, right on the fan of the nine eleven. But there's so oh. much air going in. It happens. Nobody's perfect. And instead of looking around, going, I hope nobody saw me trip on that little sidewalk. <laughs> oh gosh, thing, yep. you're like, oh well, guys, this happens to everybody. So eighty seven, eighty eight, I worked in racing, moved to California. Eight years later, I opened my own business. Um, so the way I look at it, which totally blows my mind, about 10 years after quitting high school, I opened my own business in another state, you know, and I'm not trying to boast or brag here. I'm no different than anybody else. Bless you. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> Don't apologize, dude. It's going to happen. Me. And you know what I dig? I dig that you had a real sneeze. <laughs> you know, it's something like... <laughs> I have my stifle. It hurts me it's when real, I see somebody do that. Yeah. But you covered it up. You know, I'm, I'm really good. I, usually when I'm in a car with somebody and I sneeze, I even roll the windows down a little bit. Yeah. And they're like, what do you do? I'm like, hey, this is a personal <laughs> thing. I don't I want do you to. I do that with some things. So um, it's <laughs> about kidding. caring about just other kidding. people. Our windows yeah, are, right. Our no. windows are always Yet down. A, just a little bit creates the most vacuum. <laughs> we have the, so, They're always down for us. <laughs> so, it happens. You know what? You're, an, you're a 
your protein matter. You're this organic thing, like we call race car drivers meat bags. They're just, you know. <laughs> meat bags driving your technology, right? Riding around in your technology. <laughs> we don't go that far. We call them spacers. But uh, I, I like to joke about things, and people take it so seriously, right? But okay, I moved to California. Some people do. Some people got do. a business, opened a business. Um, and then in 96, I got a call from a, uh, an English, well, a guy I know in Austin. We want you to come work on some race cars. I'm like, I- I'd love to do that. With ADD and with the focal issue, the focus point uh, issue that I have, I can work on race cars and focus. I'm the engine guy. Oh, no shit. Daytona, uh, Le Mans, Nürburgring, long races. I always go through the engine. But I have to tell you, it's a disaster for me because... Is it the intensity of those yes. situations that allows you I to hyperfocus? Almost like it's an Adderall for you because of the. It's funny. It's, some people, for, it's the space, you know, yes. and all that shit where they got on the headphones in order to program the computer or whatever. Is it similar? It is. Uh, it's a great movie, by the way. Um, so <laughs> what is? No, the the dude. Uh, I got a dent. Dent who, who uh, did the Big Short. And he was in his office and on the computers and writing the, the shorts that he was going to buy and the big plan. Oh, Sorry. so that's – oh, I see. So what I did reminded you of somebody that's doing exactly did. that thing that's in that movie. That's what he did. All right. And um, – Basically, okay. You want me to go really deep now? I'm sorry. This is going to get no. We're good on time, so I want to keep. I want to truck along if we can. Okay. Just because I want to get to the books, and we're we're good on time already. What are we at? We're already over, so I want to. We're finished. No, no, no. We've got as much time as you want. Oh my god! But we've already recording any longer. But we kept going. We've already done (laughs) as much time as we need to do. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You fulfilled your commitment, sir. The rest is just candy. Um. I grew up in a very, very, very screwed up childhood. I was beat up a lot. Severe, broken chairs over me and all kinds of stuff. And um, bruises on my body as a baby. I mean, really bad. So I focus well on things, and that's one of the reasons I had to leave. I'm sorry to be so honest with you guys. Why? I I think this is amazing. Don't ever apologize again. I'm going to... Yeah. Well, it's embarrassing, Tra- too. You know what I mean? Because my father wasn't a bad person, but he had such a severe temper. and um, we, Everybody's got a story. Don't, and, don't ever feel badly about that, though. Or like, what do you feel? Like you're bringing it down or you're getting too real or something? Right. No way. So, so Listen, people, what I've done is redirected that energy. I want you to know that you're on this show so that you can feel comfortable to do this. That's what makes us a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? This is I half do. Mr. Rogers in here. It's half Letterman, half Mr. Rogers. It is what it is. I, I think that's weird. I never would have created that and said, hey, watch our show. It's half Letterman, half Mr. Rogers. But it's what we made. I uh, grew up uh, building models in my room, listening to music. Music was everything. That whole uh, Columbia House Records. I don't, mm. You're probably too young to No, I had it too. I ordered 12 of them, paid for one. I was just going to say. Kept I, ordering them. Santana. It was the greatest. Honest too. I was, yes. Did the trials every time. <laughs> I kept going. I went on for years. And, uh, <laughs> I sent the envelopes. I and my I mother's like, what are you CD doing? I went days because these were albums. Yep. And then I went into the, actually did, it was eight tracks. I did tapes and CDs. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> and That's I actually so taped, this is so funny. I've never, I haven't told anybody about this. I taped an eight track player to the handlebars of my bicycle. And I listened to Aerosmith Rocks while I was going through the subdivision. It was battery. It was Batteries? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. wow. That's so cool. <laughs> so uh, I've just realized the other day how many components. He had a, he's driving his BMX with a deck on the front. I want to. Awesome. Well, and my dad <laughs> built me a special bike where he had two pieces of pipe that would come to the. It was a sissy bar, and he had a nut on the back. I mean, this is like the ultimate bike now, and I was so embarrassed. Oh, it would like, be a lowrider bike. We had now. money, and so I grew. Yes. 
and I grew, well, it was a Schwinn, and but it was a but it was, it was set a unique up like a bike chopper, with a right? yes, yeah. And um, I grew up around. Uh, see, we had we had money, and and I would be embarrassed. I know this is going to sound stupid, but every my we would buy all these clothes for the new year in, in school, and I would be embarrassed wearing mm. new clothes. And one day they dropped me off in the fifth grade at, at our house, this big house. And, and and I went to school in Pflugerville, P F L U G E R V I L L E, and in Texas, outside of Austin, which is now Austin. What's that? There will be a quiz later. Go ahead <laughs> for you. And, <laughs> <laughs> so then I, uh, the girl looks at me because I was I would I, I don't know about you know what you've been through in the fifth grade. I refused to take a bath. And it was this creepy. <laughs> I just <laughs> it was a bad part of my life. Sure. And I was you know what are you ten or something? And I was just. I was really rebelling, and the girl Did looks at me look and she at goes, "Why that was? That was why you, you were live doing that here? <laughs> this big house? Uh, yeah, it was that whole. Um, That's what I'm saying. Was it scars I, and things like that? It was, and it was terrible. Uh, when you live, I don't know if you've watched that Julia Roberts movie about all the cans turned the right way. I mean, that was my life. You don't walk that way. You're kick. I got cowboy boots. And I can't believe I'm being so open. You're with talking something. about you had a parent who was so overly critical that everything you were doing was my wrong. father. Yep. That's what so made we. me the perfectionist <laughs> I am, though. But was that did that come from narcissism? Or my eyes switching perfectionist perfectionism. Like, where do you think that came from with them? You know, they wanted you to be perfect. Like, is that is that a narcissism? Because you were know. a reflection of, in their them. eyes? Or was it just that's what I, I need things narcissism in my life perfect. Narcissism is really important. I don't that's a very interesting question that I've never posed. Uh, is that the right? You don't way to need say? to answer it today, and, but maybe um, think about it on your own. But thank you for asking me that question. It's going to take a while to answer that because my mom and my father are gone, and uh, my mom was so fed up with my father. Yeah, she. Yeah, that's a deep one. Yeah, but um, there's drama. Families have drama. It is what it is. Some, you know what I mean. Everyone thinks every. Oh, it's huge the, drama. The big house is perfect, and the, and the little hut oh, is shitty. Oh, it looks amazing. Life. They're we both have planes. Everything. We had big boats my dad would take me in his 35 38 foot uh fishing boat out 150 miles every weekend out offshore well regardless let's go into some fun stuff so in i want to wrap that up with everybody has shit everybody has baggage everybody is damaged in some way i feel what makes you a good person in the end of the day is what you decide to do with that and how you decide to wrap it all up do you put a fucking bow on it and just chuck it in the closet or do you deal with it and, and be real about it like you've decided to do? And then you become this authentic person who sits here and just bears their soul whenever. Um, That's what it when, is. Here's My the girlfriend, deal. Diane, said, be careful this is what you help say because she knows else. how I am. This is going to I help hope somebody you're right. else. I really hope you're right because that's why I teach now. It's something you said earlier, like just bearing your soul. You didn't say that, but something That's like what I'm doing. bearing it, it really does help people to know. It's, it's transparent. Yes. everything you've talked about and that we've said of our parents is projection of what they think is perfection. So we were living up to ideals they thought they needed to uphold. Guess what? What were they upholding them for, and were they right even? Well, and up with we the... do it, but we all do it to ourselves. And at some point, like we're, you have to be responsible for yourself as a person. Like you can't blame That's anyone true. else ever. So it's not that it doesn't matter anymore, but we all have it. So we all need to just say okay. And we all move on. Yeah, some people have done the work. I think that's well. What there makes are so it many people that judge, and we've we yeah, I've done the work, and that twenty five of twenty five years of therapy. Thank you. That twenty five years of therapy really taught me so many things, and it's the people I've been fortunate to surround myself with: Adrian, Don, and Harold Carr, and uh, that taught me those basics. Adrian, who hung in there with me and taught me about carburetors and Porsches and whatnot, 
And then Norma, my therapist, that just got me through the crap and said, hey, we're going to get through this. And, um, and, and uh, so, yeah, so 1980, my dad was like, uh, we're going to go work at a dealership. That was my first job at a Porsche dealer was 1980. I was uh, 17 years old. Wait, hang on. How did we get back here? Where are you going with this? Just going to where I started with Porsches. Oh, okay. Well, let's talk about the books, if that's all right, because you I'd brought a bunch talk about of the books. books. So if you, want to, if you want me to kill an hour or two or half a day, put me either in a hardware store or a bookstore. So I, on the way here, I was way too early. It's so funny. I'm the same way because you can make You could just whatever is in, in there. Store. You're like, oh, I need this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know, they, I didn't I know can, they had that. If, yeah. That's me. If if I, I, can, oh, I didn't need that. Because later when you're going you're gonna to be, I saw that somewhere. I used to have to try to make things based on, you know, what, you know, prop building and stuff. So you would just go to the hardware store and buy a bunch of things that weren't anything, but then you could make this out of it, you know? I I love it's how an erector set for adults. Your, your personality and mentality of both of you, and I've enjoyed seeing you at car events because of because you are real, and we can talk about things and nothing about how you laugh or what you do or how you talk. It's just knowing I'm I'm feeling a person there. Um, I went over. To, I was really early before I came here. I'm when I when I came over here, and I I love the auto bookstore in Burbank. The auto. Air. Arrow Bookstore mm-hmm. is it Auto and Arrow, right? Yeah, or Arrow. And they added Arrow. Arrow Bookstore, I think, is what it's called now, but it is certainly okay. They're great people, yeah. and uh, Tina, who owns it, it's I a landmark also in Burbank. It right? is. It's, been it's there an institution. Forever. Yeah, just like uh, a dinner. Another. A lot of people have originated here uh, in the valley, right? Is this the valley? I don't know, really, to be honest with you. Coinga Pass to Coinga Lake is a little weird. Okay. Universal City. So, not to jump subjects, but I was on my way here, and I saw a girl walking across the street pushing a baby buggy with a baby in it. And she looked exact. She was the epitome of a valley girl. And I'm like, is, she, is this Halloween know what that thing? Is anymore? Or Isn't is that, that everyone now? She had that butchy hair. She looked kind of like your hair. And, I but told she, you, mine's hanging on she to had it. Mine is living it while it's got it. That is what's going with on. The, with the mid, like the, you could see her belly, no bra, the whole thing. And I'm like, have you seen Valley Girl, the movie? It's oh, awesome. no. <laughs> That would probably help. Earth Girls are easy. I remember that. And they oh, were yeah. Valley Girls. Oh, by the way, you're, they were you're going the wrong direction. I am a B-movie freak. <laughs> like Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death oh, I'm fr- with uh, Bill Maher. Attack and, of the Biller, and, uh, Killer Tomatoes and all that stuff. I loved it. That was a good one. Okay, so I wanted to kill some time, so I went there, which I needed to go there anyway. And for me to get out of there with a thousand dollar with under a thousand is great, so I was at three hundred. So what did I do? These kind of tell a story in a way. Do you mind? No, of course so not. So this one is from Pete Zimmerman. I worked for Pete Zimmerman in a shop called Redline. He's now gone, he's sold. And Pete is he was a very unique guy. And he wrote this book. Is the shop still there and it's not him? The shop's around, but it's okay. not the same because gotcha. Pete was the guy. The used 911 story. If you want to learn about Porsches in two nights and which Porsches to buy and what not to buy, that's the one I would get. Such a neat, basic. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Oh, I didn't come up with a card for it, but this is Tony's book club. This is These are your recommendations. Tony's picks. This is awesome. I'm excited. <laughs> we're clapping. I thought I didn't know what exactly you were doing here. I think this is great for this. This well, is a I book just thought I it would be neat to kind of. Okay, it's, here's what I did. I'm I built a library you. I think it's at wonderful. home. I didn't mean to roadblock it. You didn't. Good. We built. <laughs> I built a library at home, and I think a library explains somebody and who they are. So then I couldn't help but get unsafe at any speed. Ralph Nader. You know what? Do you know what he did? Don't you? 
he terminated basically the Corvair and why the Corvair is no longer on the street. Well, without a and doubt. it wasn't. <laughs> That's the, the, the who killed the electric car is almost a follow-up to that sucker. Really? Thank you. Yeah, for sure. That's the Corvair. It was, uh, you know, the rear engine. Uh, uh, it's the same kind of thing, but it was not engineered in the same manner. <laughs> so it, there and were it, some other things to it that maybe it didn't handle like a Porsche, but... No, but the Porsches were the same suspension. The Volkswagens were the same suspension. Just the chassis was different? Chassis was different. And, well, he said they broke in half, but I've never read, I've never read the book. I want to read the book, and I want to see what it's about. Good for you. Nowadays, there are a ton of things on audiobooks, right? And it makes it so much easier for us. Um, Wall Street Journal every day, New York, whatever you want to read, whatever you want to listen to. Now, I am also really engulfed in the history of hot rod, hot rodding. Like this morning, I... Um, I'm friends with Jesse Combs's ex-boyfriend, you know, or ex. Uh, um, late, uh, late. In memoriam, I don't know what that would be. But the late Jesse Combs's, you know, boy- I don't know. And I like too. those people. And and what uh, Keanu Reeves have built, you know, with the motorcycle yeah. company. And I don't mean to plug everybody, but I wanted That's to read about Isky, Iskadarian, and the camshafts and the hot rod days. Okay, moving and on. And that's an autographed copy. Did you realize that when you I bought it? I didn't realize that. Let's look inside and see. Wow. How and cool. by the way, I every book I buy, I write in the beginning what year, what date, where I got it from, the story. Because so this, this will whole be thing is your story. Yeah, that's That's wonderful. right. And it's not for anybody else. It's for me to look back and go, ooh, in 1998, so you remember I bought the your books. Absolutely. Yeah, because I'm not going to remember. The official <laughs> guide to cooling systems. Graphic. That's a great graphic. It is a great graphic. Can I hold that up just for a second? It kind of looks like a cafe. Look at this. Guy. I love that. Isn't that great? It looks like an old cartoon to me. It's awesome. Or a cafe. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Speaking oh, of old. Oh, a diner menu for speaking sure. Speaking of old cartoons, it, dro- it drove me crazy. I had some friends that uh, from years ago, this has been a while now because we don't talk any longer, which I don't do from people. I think it's a power trip. But I bought their son, who was like three, a Looney Tunes DVD. And they're like, that's so that's so a violent we can't really because it's like r-rated cartoons it's violent well the the rabbit you know gets smashed by the but there's so whatever. much stuff there's the so much there's gets sex there's war propaganda <laughs> there's so much stuff in those old cartoons rockets amazing. You're, you're riding a rocket so then how to build a car by adrian newey adrian newey one of the most famous um really mechanical engineers and who worked with formula one teams right so that was cool Peter Falk. Now, let me tell you how Whoa, I know. What? I'm sorry. No, not, the, not him. No. Oh, I see. Another guy. Different Peter Falk. <laughs> um, Mrs. Columbus wouldn't forgive me. <laughs> Peter Falk worked at Porsche, and he's one of the original people at Porsche. Not back in the 18 and early 1900s, but by 1950. And how do I know about him? I don't know him, but I, I do spend quite a bit of time over at the factory and spending time with those people. We, I restored a car, 911R number one, 1967. Ah, one R thing from one. my card we're going to get to today. Just the one. <laughs> Can we get to it a little earlier? No, it's fantastic. Wait 911 for it. R. Can we get to it now? Yeah, let's do it. So, I'm not going to go into that full story, but I'm going to finish the books and then. Beautiful. So, I restored 911R number one. Uh, ours went from 1 million to 6 to 7 million now. Oh my and goodness. I hate to put wow. things in a monetary value, but you must. You have to put things in monetary value because otherwise people don't understand what we're talking about. Well, the customer wants $10 million for it. It could go for nine. Now, you may say, but Tony, all the other R's are going for a five to $7 million. Why would this one go for nine? Because of its history, its lineage, 
of running um, the world record run, the BP-sponsored run for Porsche at Monza for 96 hours. So we'll come back to that. But why do I mention Peter Falk in that? Is In relation to that is because Peter's the guy that drove the car from the factory to Monza. Mm. And we needed to know what color the car was supposed to be. It's definitely ivory, eggshell white. But should it have green stripes or red stripes? Because when I got the car, it had green. And there had always been controversy around whether it should be red or green and there are people out there that argue with me and say i peeled the colors off and i remember scratching them and and i know that car was green because the car was green for many years Mm -hmm. before it came to us and when it came to us and uh we found photographs well so we called peter falk randy leffingwell did a good friend and he goes and author of many porsche books and let me let me set the stage yes we're, and many car books. Many Rand, books. You need, we need to get Randy over if you haven't had love him. Love to. Love to. I, I don't know him, friend. but I love his work. He's a great guy. I'd love to. He's 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 one of those people that he's so nice you don't believe he's real, <laughs> and um, like you guys. And so Randy called Peter, and Peter, I think Peter. Well, Peter made a bit of a mistake, and it was right at the deadline where we're trying to order the color and try to find out the Pantene color and everything, and um, and so. He thought it was green, and we're like, oh, green. Well, it turns out photos showed up within hours of that, and they were all red. You can't tell red and green from a black and white photo. No, but I do know creativity, and nobody would put the Switch BP drivers. logo on a green striped car. They would put – you know what I'm saying? Like it well, just doesn't, almost doesn't make sense. It, that's were, were there green cars that also had the BP logo? Because I can't even envision one because it wouldn't look as good. Later. There, there were, were. Oh, okay. but let me explain you there's a big there's a very important fact that everybody missed it was four swiss drivers oh god that's where the red came from <laughs> joe sipper right four swiss drivers that drove the car there you go. hence the, <laughs> the red sim- the simplest answer ever and that's uh, Occam's razor there right yes yeah because that does make and the most so sense. when we brought the car to the quail classic for the first time everybody was coming over going no you made such a mistake and i pulled out the book of the photos and they're like every people were falling to the ground you, you, changed the the quail, game. you changed people's perception of what that car always was and so what really gets me is that the brand new r came out the 17 r came out with green stripes i'm like no it's not right okay and lastly when you go into a bookstore and if there is a book Somebody did this for me as a favor. Well, I say as a favor, but we knew each other from the racing days. But I had to buy it. I had to buy it. So, is that you? Yeah, that's my ah, shop. That's um, you and your shop? Bruce Anderson is, is somebody who I can credit for. Oh, and up to 98. So that's just the air-cooled cars there? Yes. Bruce Anderson was at Daytona in 1996 when I was working on an engine. And he, I knew who he was. And he was really making me nervous taking all these photos. And I, I just couldn't, I almost couldn't work any longer. And I turn around, and I'm talking to him. And he's like, I love the way you're doing things. You're a true race mechanic. And Bruce, I don't know if you realize, Bruce goes way back in Porsche Club history. He was the Porsche guru, kind of like for technical things with the Porsche Club of America. Stephanie is his, um, his wife. Okay. Um, his, uh, what, when is there some controversy about away, that? No, <laughs> no, when somebody passes away, what, uh, his. Oh, widow? Widow. Sorry. Can I just, no, now this. I understand why you were And, um, <clears throat> she's still a friend. And, um, Bruce introduced me to Joel Reiser in 1998, and we ended up having a factory race, supported race team. And, uh, Bruce, you ever known somebody in your life like that? And they just, they don't want anything, and they just said, here, I want to do something for you. And that's what Bruce did for me. Uh, yeah, and they're 
coming up lately. And we're very, Isn't that cool? We're very grateful. And you're Whatever great, we've you're been grateful. working on. Are, and yeah, you can't you do really me? anything for him, and you're just like, I'm so grateful. And I think that's what they care about. Like, Andy Pilgrim did that for me. I he think some people get a like job to on a race help team people. And, yeah, help people they, succeed. Just like we want to help people, With the info, right? It's the same thing as the information you were talking about before. I've got this information. Let me hold on to it because that's my value. I've got all this money and these connections and all the whatever. I'm going to hold on to it. So I stay. How about you lift others up, and then you feel better, and then the whole thing just keeps on going. I, I don't totally, know that this works um, for everybody, but it's what I believe it currently. It should. And I'm not saying if you have four homes, you, sh- you shouldn't have four homes because you can't live in the other three. That's your deal. That's capitalism. Sure. But I do think you can be a philanthropist. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. And help other people. So um, It doesn't also – that's another thing. It doesn't take money to be a philanthropist in my mind. I know that no, may go against the typical definition, but to me, it has yeah, it nothing to do with it. To go with the energy is energy. Definition. It's whether it's financial energy or I mental. I think I heard you guys talk about physical. that earlier with the you, you like, porn or whatever it was <laughs> that you can give with whatever you have to give, right? Whatever you're into, I don't. It doesn't matter what. Whatever, There's and a you're way doing to give your back. part. Yeah. 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 Obviously, you're making a lot of money. I tell people you can be rich. Just get into drugs and porn. What's that? it's what's the big deal? But it's not all about money. <laughs> Let's see. All right. One last question. How, One last question. Yeah, because it's the first question of the day. <laughs> uh, how do you stay so positive? What is your deal? Do you wake up this um, way or do you well, have I'm a glad routine? I've, I'm Obviously glad I've you, told you what I have. You credited uh, uh, therapy and life experience earlier. Um, when, Like my mother, uh, she was the one who kind of did this. When you grow up the way I did... Um, and life is a mother fudge from like, I don't know if you've ever wished, I don't ever wish anybody was dead, but when you grow up and you just, it's that bad. Mm-hmm. Life's not bad, man. We, we can go through, when you go through, I'm not saying I've been through hell. I mean, but I, it was my hell. Yes. And, um, and when I, my mother's told me stories of growing up in the war and uh, that was her help. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Her, she told me stories of her father carrying phosphor bombs out of the house where they're burning his hands, and then they built that house with uh, with the church. Um, yeah, amazing stuff. I think stuff. it could be it could be bad. And you know what? What amazes me is that we weren't born in some third world country. Or I mean, I've got. To, you're gonna laugh at this, but running water, a toilet. A shower. When I get out of the shower and I put the towel on my face, every day I'm just like, "Oh my god, that feels so good." I know this sounds crazy, but not to me. Warm, warm water. You know, I mean, we, I, we used to feel that that would be crazy, and people could, things were people. Yeah, right. I did that <laughs> once. Our younger. life was I mean, what's wrong. <laughs> once our life changed, so did all the perspectives. Being grateful, yeah. and um, I, it's it's interesting you say that, and it doesn't mean you've got to just sweep everything under the rug and um, no in fact you can't sweep anything under the rug that's kind of the trick because you, you want that. to oh yeah it's easy, to do, easy to do but that. it's not going anywhere yep. and uh opening the business and running the business looking back is the toughest thing i've ever done in my life and um i don't i don't want to say it's because i've done it and i don't want you to do it i don't think anybody should ever have to go through owning a business because it is you're 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 embarking on a journey that uh, you will it will be the hardest thing you've ever you, your plight will that will be your problem. I I have an analogy for so, a business. But this is what about staying positive? So you're just grateful all the time. 
I'm grateful about because, because of your, your, you. You have your to life look at everything there. It's funny how that's turned. In fact, I've got to finish telling you this. Oh, I have okay. an analogy about having a business. I I look at it like it, I have a very large, like Sasquatch as a pet, and. <laughs> It it has uh, it poops everywhere. It eats a lot, and it needs all, all my Constant attention. Care. So Constant it's very care. needy. So I'm feeding it all the time. It's very expensive. I have to pick up poop everywhere and deal with that. So that's my business. Being grateful is because you've got to see that through all tough things. And my mother taught me this: that through tough things is where you're going to learn, not through easy things in life. So mm-hmm. she, as a kid, she's like, "Hey, tough days are here because uh, are here." So you can learn and gain because good days wouldn't you would not appreciate them. Don't you agree? I both love and hate that one day and it's different for everybody. But one day you get to an age where you realize that everything you'd ever been told was true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's whether amazing, it's uh, isn't whether it? it's uh, uh, well, you are what you eat or uh, no matter you know, what it is, because you gain knowledge old things, through all and now of that. You understand what they mean. And it was never just the words. It was the fundamentals of what they were saying. That to me is why communication is so key. I think you did a great job today. How do you Thank feel? Thank you. Oh, uh, empty. This was, I a, feel this was a big deal. Worn for you. out because it, it's sharing a lot of information. Just like, like when therapy. I teach a full day class, it is. And as you know, you can go to therapy and just sit there and gain nothing. But if you really want to work on it and tell them things, and, and you will gain from it. Oh, but you could go there and just you. waste both of your time. Yes. Yeah, that's crazy. Did, is that like the ending signal? Did somebody knock know. on the door? <laughs> yeah, I heard it too. But we're recording. Thank you. It was it was fun. Thanks so much for being here, man. Uh, let's see. We have Mrs. Ryan. What's going on tomorrow? Friday. Oh, tomorrow's Breakfast Club. Holy smokes! All right, Breakfast Club tomorrow and morning shift on Saturday, and then I think uh, Melbourne muffins on Sunday. Good stuff. Good stuff. And then we are not back until the PEC. Holy smokes! Holy yeah, smokes! Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, October no uh, November eleventh. We'll see you from there, and uh, mm. we'll be checking in in the meantime. Third anniversary, guys. Love you so much, Mrs. Love Ryan. You. Tony Callis, we love you Happy so much. Happy Halloween. Best Thank of you luck so with much everything. for having me. Thank we love everybody at home. Please love one another, and uh, we'll see you soon. Do you want to do it? It's probably a UPS um, You know what I mean? Yeah.